Anybody make any New Year's resolutions? I'm proud of you because usually you, <laughs> you break them in a little while anyway. So <laughs> but as a congregation and as a people of the Lord, I, I, I just want to make some, um, I just want to propose some things to you. And those of us who've been together for a little while and, and you know, we may have a short meeting of the volunteers after um, the service today. But, you know, I, 2020 is an election year. So I am not looking forward to what's going to happen from now until November. The country will be continued to be torn apart uh, due to politics and, and things of that nature. And, you know, churches, there are disagreements in churches among God's people and so on and so forth. I'm just not looking forward to all that. Uh, I try to avoid the news as much as possible, but you can't help it. It's right in front of you most of the time. Um, so, I, on the on the one hand, I mean, I'm looking forward to what you know the opportunities that God will give us as a congregation, as a people, in our communities, and our you know in our church family to bless each other, to be a blessing, to be salt and light. And believe me, as it relates to what's going to happen this year, we're going to have many opportunities to be light in a very dark place. So, uh, hallelujah. But it's going to take something on our part. We're going to have to be determined. We're going to have to be grounded in the truth because there'll be so many lies that'll be propagated and promoted all over the place. So it's up to us, amen, amen. to be grounded in the truth. So um, please keep in mind as we go to get uh, into this message today, if you think that this is a political message, then you're missing it. I want to say right off the bat, um, I've been criticized a few times. I have many critics, but I've been... You, would, you wouldn't think in such a small church that there'd be many critics, but there are. Um, but anyway, I've been criticized uh, sometimes for being political. I am not political. And if you think that this message is political, you're missing it. So I would hope that you would have spiritual eyes and let the Holy Ghost minister to you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, that's my prayer this morning. Father, that you touch all of us. Holy Spirit, that you have your way in this place. Get me out of the way. Holy Spirit, just allow me to be an honorable vessel that I may speak the words that you would have spoken here this morning. Father, I pray that you would give us all hearts to receive your word. Father, that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear. And Father, that you would help us to receive from you. Father, we're gathered in the name of Jesus. It's him we seek. So Jesus, we pray that by your spirit, you would reveal yourself to us this morning in a fresh way, in a real way, in a relevant way, that we may be changed, that we may, able to, that we may be able to affect your kingdom. In your name, Jesus, amen and amen. We're going to begin in Matthew 27, beginning in verse 15. Now at the feast of the governor, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? My brothers and sisters, I did not get my dates mixed up. I know it's not Easter and we're not preaching an Easter message, so bear with me. But the question that we need to ask ourselves this morning, especially as we move forward, who do you choose, Jesus the Christ or Barabbas? Who do you choose? 
Now, Barabbas. Barabbas, already we see uh, he's notorious, as according to Matthew in verse uh, 16. He, he's, he's notorious. Mark 15, 7 says, There was one named Barabbas who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. So he was a, he was a murderer and he was a, a rebel. You know, it's said that he rose against the Roman government. He was one who was a zealot and who rose against the Roman government. Now, there's a lot of other things that you could read yourself. I mean, you could do some studying on your own. I've studied a little bit myself a time or two. But if you look at his name, Bar-Abbas, Bar means the son of Abba, father, God, you know, dad. So he's Bar-Abbas, son like his father, a son of his father. Now, some say that his, his real name, his first name was, his Hebrew name was Yeshua, Jesus. Jesus Barabbas. Jesus, he was like his father, but not like Father God. Amen? So there are many you know, things that you can read and you could study, regardless of what his name was and regardless of what someone might want to attach to the meaning and you know, what his, uh, his real name was. Was it Yeshua or G- you know, Joshua in English? Uh, the Hebrew name being Yeshua, which is Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua. It, you know, regardless... Of, of whatever we want to attach to that. He was notorious. He was a rebel. He was a murderer. In fact, in uh, John 18, he was a thief. He was a robber. Luke 23, released to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. So you have at least two of the synoptics that say that he was a murderer and a rebel. He, was a, he, he rose up against the Roman government. He had a problem with the, with the authority. He was also a murderer and a thief. So regardless of you know, whatever myths want to be painted of him later on, that you know, maybe he, you know, I, I think they even made a movie where in the movie he, was, uh, he marveled at the fact that Jesus uh, took his place and he became born again. Uh, regardless of whatever myth wants to be attached to that, this man at this time standing before Pilate and standing before the people was a thief, a murderer, and, and a rebel. He was a criminal. But he's, he's, he's somehow, he gets to have all charges dropped as it were. He gets to go free. And, you know, we've heard this preached before. I know it's from this pulpit and maybe others and maybe some of you have even shared this yourself. You know, I was like Barabbas. So, at, on, on the one hand, you know, you have this picture of this ugly and, and if you'll remember, hey, could you put that picture back up? I think we used this picture once before. I mean, when they casted him in that movie, boy, they did a great job. That is one ugly human being right there, isn't it? Now, don't get mad at me. So you were thinking it. Just because I said it, that doesn't mean... He, that is one... Uh, they casted him... So, but, but here's what I want you to know. That's Tony before Christ. I, you know, I, I was wicked. I was ugly. I, I, was, I, I, was, I was one of those who was just... The, the ugliness of sin has... I mean, I was just... As it relates to being uh, next to God, or, or, or man, I was, I couldn't even stand. Are you with me? Now I was ugly. It was dirty. It's nothing good about it. But we glamorize it in the culture. Man, it is ugly. It is nasty. I was ugly. 
I was Barabbas. And Jesus did take my place. But now, somehow, some way, we have all of these people um, calling for Barabbas, when in fact we know that uh, there, it's not a, a big secret that you know Pilate was looking for a reason to let Jesus go. In Luke 20, 21, 20, just write it down, check me out later. It's also in Matthew 22, Mark 12. They asked him saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius. Whose image does it have? And they they answered, it's Caesar's. And he said to them, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. You know, why am I even talking about that? You know, that is one of those those things that, that showed our Christ, our Savior, both in the fact that he was truly the Lord's Messiah. He was truly the king of a different kingdom. But at the same time, he's in this present age, he's saying, you know what? There is an authority. There is a rule. There is an order. And while you mean that to trap me, I'm telling you that there is... See, rebellion, just for the sake of rebellion, rebellion because you think you've been wronged, it's not right. So here we have this rebel, this murderer. We have this thief who's being... Released, he's, he's nasty and next to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who basically has done nothing. Being looked upon to be set free. Therefore, submit, this is Peter, First Peter. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as to those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloaked device, but as bondservants of God, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Why? Why am I saying this? This, my brothers and sisters, this is, this is the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is, this is, this is what we believe as followers, as disciples, of, as disciples of Jesus Christ. So, you know, just simply being someone who's rebellious, someone who is rebelling against even a government which is, you know, very evil, which we know, in fact, not too long from that time, they start punishing Christians. Well, why wouldn't God want them overthrown? Because we're of His kingdom. And people in His kingdom act like He's just told us. We're not rebellious. We respect authority. So we have this rebel. We have this person who is notorious, who's infamous, along with being a rebel against their enemies, along with being a a rebel against a very oppressive government. He's a thief and he's a murderer. But we're going to let that go because he suits the picture. He suits our cause right now. So we're going to let that go. We're going to overlook those things and we're going to let that go. And we're going to call for him. 
Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you. My brothers and sisters, I, wanna, I, I, I don't think I'm doing this well. Lord, help me in this moment. I don't think I'm doing this well. I'm critiquing myself. Holy Spirit, help me. I guess what tightens me up is the fact that we can look at something that is like that and then look at Jesus comparatively. And I'm saying we, but we can look at those things. And and now, let me go back to them. They can look at that. The same Jesus who they were thronging is the same Jesus now that they're saying, crucify him. They have a choice between Barabbas and Jesus, but they're calling for Barabbas in that moment. Again, did he have any good qualities? What were his qualities? Whose? Barabbas's. What, was, what were his qualities? So in that moment, are they, what, what's the, uh, what, is he, what is he appealing? What is appealing about him to them? Why would they prefer him over Jesus? Keep that in mind. So now let's look at Pilate real quick. In Matthew 27, 19, it says this, While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. She's having nightmares. The Lord, now, could the Lord have been ministering to her? Absolutely. But maybe it was, it was personal. Did the, Lord, did the Lord wish for Pilate to set Jesus free? No. No. Jesus was meant to be crucified. So maybe it was something personal for her. Maybe there was ministry going on between her and God. She recognized Jesus as a just man, so maybe maybe she became born again. But she did, however, talk to her husband. Have nothing to do with this just man. God is wrecking me over this. That's Tony language. God is wrecking me over this. Have nothing to do with this just man. Man, my my brothers and sisters, how many times has God ministered to you? How many times, whether it's a dream, a vision, or whatever, what God you know God is wrecking you. But you stay silent. Don't make waves. Don't cause any don't cause any Attention to come to yourself. Don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. Mm. Luke 23, Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, he said to them, You have brought this man to me, Jesus, as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things which you have accused him of. No, neither did Herod. For I sent you back to him. And indeed, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Nothing. He's done nothing wrong. This man is innocent. I even sent him. I even tried to point him off on Herod. I even tried to get rid of this situation. I even tried to go ahead and and let, let it pass to somebody else, Lord. Let, let this pass. Lord, you know, don't force me into this situation, Lord, where I have to make a choice. Come on now. See, you're staying quiet, so it's bothering me just a little bit. I've got to be honest. 
I hope it's because you're soaking it in and the Holy Ghost is... No, but, but think about that. But, but listen, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to deal with this. I don't, I'm not going to deal with this right now. It's, it's not convenient. It's the hard thing. It's, if, I, if, I make a, if I make the wrong decision, it may, again, affect other people and, and, and then what they think of me, how they feel about me. So basically, I'm going to pass this along because of me. Nobody shout me down, please. So if you go down in that same chapter, verse 20, here's Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus again, this at least the third time, again called out to them, but they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. What has he done that you prefer to let this other guy? When Pilate saw Matthew 27 that he could, that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a, a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of his blood. His blood is on your hands. But, but, but do you see? Do you see what Pilate, Pilate knowing knowing that this man is innocent. He did nothing wrong. Knowing that. But, because he was afraid of a tumult. Well, that's just responsible leadership. It is not responsible leadership. It is not responsible leadership. It's injustice. It is injustice. Because you're afraid of this group rising up, you're going to go ahead and let one innocent person die and just say, well... I have nothing to do with it. You have everything to do with it. You have a voice. In fact, in his case, he has a platform. In his case, he has authority. But how many times have you stayed silent? Come on. Uh, uh, Listen. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Happy New Year. Pastor Tony says, Happy New Year. No, here's what I'm saying to us. We have to be different. We have to be different. Man, I want revival to come into this place. I want revival to be sparked in my heart and in your heart. And when we come together, the Spirit of the risen Jesus is among us, battling with us, battling for us, having our front guard, our rear guard, and all about us. But it can't happen if we are practicing injustice. It it can't happen if we're keeping our mouth closed in the middle of a situation. And it might, listen, I'm not going to run for office. I'm not going to. Who would in this class? Who would? But I'm not. I'll, I will. If the Lord moved me to, I, ha- I would have to. I would obey the Lord. I don't see that happening. I'm called to be a pastor and a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what I'm going to do until He calls me home. However, I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, there are hopefully many. We know a young man who's thinking about. Uh, he used to go to this church. Who's thinking about running for political office? Hallelujah! We need young men, young women. We need people who have uh, some intestinal fortitude, who know what the will of the Lord is, and who are willing to stand up for justice. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. We need to pray for those kind of leaders. But what about us? What about in our workplace? What about in our communities? What about in our families? Are we standing up for justice? For the ones that are put upon? What about it? 
See, in this world, they would have you know that the only way that, uh, you know, standing up for uh, injustice or standing for justice means that you have to fight for those people who want to go against the Word of God, who want to practice homosexuality, who, you know, unless you're fighting for those people, and then, you know, and and unless you get in line and you uh, fully, fully, I love anyone and anybody who God died for. Guess who that is? Everyone. Guess who deserves justice? My brothers and sisters, this is not a gender thing. It's not an age thing. It's not a race thing. It's not a nationality thing. This has everything to do with what the Lord Jesus Christ died for. Amen. 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 So now look, I'm a, I, I have to stay. I can't be Pilate knowing that this person is innocent, but because it's going to cause me some grief going to cause me some tension. I may lose some sleep. I may be unpopular. They may be, they, they, they're not going to like me. Really? That's it? Please. There are already many that don't like you. Well, I'm glad that I said you and not me, because I heard some amens and I heard some hallelujah, glory to God. Believe it or not, there are a few that don't like me. (laughs) Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open. (laughs) Forgiveness. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, but, but, but hear my heart. Hear my heart. We have a person who, who has authority. Yeah, but he's not a Christian, Tony. Okay, but listen, he's a good example. He had the authority. He could have made... And he knew what was right and what was wrong. In that moment, he knew that Jesus was innocent. And he had the authority to do something about it. My brothers and sisters, we know what God's heart is. So in our given situations, are we pilot? Are we passing it off? Come on now. Are, are, are we passing? Are we worried about what someone's going to say about us, or we may be not not popular, or it may cost us that next position? You know, maybe we won't get that promotion because we're. Gonna... Listen, I'm not saying to go into your workplace or you know to be a, a loud mouth jerk. Yeah, I said that from the pulpit it, it, you, because it's the the best way I know how to say it. That doesn't mean to be a jerk and to cause attention to come to yourself and to, you know, I'm going you know, I'm, I'm to get up there and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, uh, stand in front of the door at the, 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 the abortion clinic and whoever comes in there, they're going to have to move me. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that. Uh, if, this, if God is moving you to that, then, then fine. But I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just saying in our, each, in, in our everyday lives, just simply, simply standing alongside someone who you know is right and just coming alongside that person and saying, I'm with you. Amen. And then if, listen, and then when the threat comes to them, not saying, not anymore. <laughs> no, come on now. You know what I'm saying because there are many, many people. You know it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me go on because I could stay there for a long time. So now let's, let's look at, uh, basically, basically, my brothers and sisters, we can't be Pilate. We have an opportunity, even if we're not in a position of authority. And for those of us who are in positions of authority, it's even more incumbent upon, incumbent upon you to make the right decisions. 
to make the right decisions. Well, I can't because, you know, the policy is this or the policy is that. Well, listen. I remember there were a place in the Bible where uh, the Lord's apostles healed a man and they were put in prison for it by the church, put them in prison for it and told them to stop healing in this name of Jesus. And they submit to authority. And matter of fact, one of them was Peter, who I just read out of. And Peter says, you need to submit to the authorities. Peter was not a a rebel. He understood the word of God. The Holy Ghost spoke through him and, and wrote that scripture that we read together a little while ago, which talked about submitting to authority. So he was not a rebel. But he did say this. You decide what you think is best, whether I should honor you or I should honor God. What do you think? I've got to listen to God. So now watch. See, because I know that some of you are just itching to get into that place where somebody of authority is going to say something to you and say, oh, that's, nope, I'm going to obey God. You know what? Make sure you know the Word of God before you sit there and absolutely be obstinate or rebellious. Because if it's not according to the will or the Word of God, then all you are is being rebellious or obstinate. Either way, that's not the will of God. You have to know what the will of God is. You have to know what this word says so that you can, again, walk according to it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm glad you all agree with that. So now let's look at the chief priests and the leaders. In Matthew 27, 17, it says this, Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For this... For he knew, Pilate knew, that they had handed him over because of envy. So look at the leaders. They handed Jesus over primarily because they were envious. Because Jesus has this following. He's he's healing. He's doing things. And people are just... He's famous throughout the area. God is definitely moving through Jesus. He's the signs and wonders and miracles. He can't go anywhere without being thronged. In fact, he has to get in a boat and go across the sea to try to get away from people, hide up in a mountain to pray. He's got to do all of these things just because day and night there's people around him all the time. And again, it blows my mind that some of those people would be the very ones that would be, give us Barabbas. What do I do with Jesus? Crucify him. Fickle. In Matthew 27, 20, the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. So remember who we're talking about. See, we talked about Pilate. Now we're talking about these chief priests. Now we're talking about the leaders in the church. They persuaded the people to do something as it relates to informing the government. See, we have to be really careful. We have to be really careful about who we're believing from the pulpits, what doctrines, what we're being led to do by certain people. We have to make sure, again, it's all going to fall back to our personal relationships that we have with God through this word. You cannot take my word for it. You can't take his word for it, her word for it, anybody's word for it. You have to read this. You have to study this. Or you can remain indifferent. 
Remain indifferent. And when you get before Him, you're going to have to give an account for that as well. My brothers and sisters, no. No, 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 no. See, they had an agenda. They had leadership on their mind. They were the ones that wanted to be in charge. They were the ones that wanted to steer the people and rule over the people and have the power and control the culture. They were the ones that sought the control. But now you have this preacher who's preaching things and he's, he doesn't even look like them. He doesn't act like them. He doesn't sound like them. And he's preaching this message that God loves you. And he's preaching this message that, you know, to the people that, you know, are, are the underclass people even. He's accepting people that live on the other side of the tracks and, 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 and they're not even educated and they, they don't even know anything. And uh, some, most of them can't even read. And how in the world could he tell them that they're accepted and loved by God? This doesn't work for us. This doesn't work. We're losing control. What would happen if they actually believe this man and follow this man? What's going to happen? They'll all be free. We won't be able to control them. We won't be able to get their money. We won't be able to live high on the hog like we do. We won't be looked upon as being somebody or something. Well, you guys are pretty quiet this morning. Did I walk into the wrong church? My brothers and sisters, I'm just telling you, it is about time that God's people stood up and became God's people. We're God's people. God's people. So look at the crowd. The chief priests and the elders persuaded them, the multitudes, that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The same Jesus, my brothers and sisters, that they were, they were thronging. Now, uh, granted, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I know that everybody who was you know, surveyed, for lack of a better word, everybody who hollered out, was a follower of Jesus at one point. But let me ask you something. What they did know of him. Here's what we know about Barabbas. He was, a, he was probably a zealot. He was a, he was a rebel. Right? He was a, he was a freedom fighter. He was fighting for the cause. I, I'm using the air quotes for the people that are listening to me. On the, he, was, he was for the cause. He was standing up to the man. Okay, I was about to get real now. He was standing up to the man. He was standing up for the peeps. He was going to overthrow that sorry Roman government and we're finally going to be free. We're finally going to be rid of that. We're going to get to do what we want to do. What is it that you want to do? You want to be free to worship God, of course, right? We're going to do... Man, that oppression, that Roman government, all they want to do is control us, take our taxes, occupy our land. Man, enough of that. Man, that guy... He's all right. He's cool. Mary, you got that other slide? He's a cool dude. <laughs> now, I found that. You know, that's, on an, that's, that's uh, being marketed on atheist t-shirts. But my brothers and sisters, think about where we are as Christians. I'm not, I'm, see, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shepherd. I, I shepherd the flock of God. I, I'm speaking to God's people. Where are we as Christians? 
Are we getting caught up in this? Well, you know, we've got this person who has a platform, some of these athletes that get up there and start spewing, some of these actors and actresses that get up there and start spewing. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Uh, you know, he prays. To who? Well, well he, I, I heard him say, uh, Jesus, so what? So we're going to go, yeah, but he's fighting for us. Is he? Because I will tell you that Jesus already fought the battle for you and he's already won it, by the way. My brothers and sisters, I don't need anybody at the, to fight for me. I don't. Know what I need to do? I need to jump into the battle and fight for the others who don't know yet. My brothers and sisters, I, I heard this, and I don't mean this as a slam, so listen, is, isn't it true that uh, our president had a meeting among ev- um, evangelicals uh, recently? And I heard, uh, I saw, I read a red line, a headline, excuse me. Now listen, I don't know if this headline is true. I haven't checked it. But the headline, and it was probably meant to uh, disparage our president, which, you know, I don't care what side of the fence you're on. It don't matter to me. I don't care. I I, I didn't vote for the man. I didn't vote for her. I, I couldn't vote for anybody this last time. So now watch, listen, watch. Now don't you all take that as an endorsement or don't you all take that as a downplay of anybody. You vote for who... You and God sort it out. Listen, it, it, the headline said, uh, President Trump says God is on our side. Did anybody read a headline like that recently? God is on our side. I read that. Somebody else in the... Now watch. I hope that if when he was among all of those quote-unquote Christians, that someone had took that as a golden opportunity to minister to our president and say, Mr. President, respectfully, no... Now, God is uh, not on our side. God is not on their side. You know, we need to get on His side. See, it was like when Joshua was looking over before they went in and the walls of Jericho fell down and the 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 captain of the army of the Lord stood before him and Joshua looks up and says, Are you with us or are you with them? Neither. Neither. I'm the captain of the armies of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is for everybody. But my brothers and sisters, the Lord, the Lord, we got to get on His side. I'm not asking Him to join my team. I better get on His team. Guess what? When I get on His team, I don't have to worry about wins, losses, how many interceptions. You know, so a lot of people have a lot of frustration this morning because Tom Brady may have thrown... I don't got to worry about any of that stuff. I don't have to worry about statistics. Save one. Jesus Christ. Him crucified. Him died. Him risen and now living inside of me. Hallelujah. That's the only stat I need to be caught up on and that's the only team I need to be up on. See, too many times and for too long, my brothers and sisters, we've been down in these pulpits and we've been asking Jesus to come and join me. When in fact, we should have been down in those pulpits, we should have been repentant, say, Jesus, I want to join you. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say amen to that. See, we, we think this is all about Him joining us when it's not... We join him. So I hope one of them born again, sure enough, Christians that are around that president had at least enough guts to go up to him and say, respectfully, Mr. President, we need to join his team. We need to be with him. How many of them you think said that? If I was there, I'm... you. 
I, but I wouldn't have did it. See, that's the thing, my brothers and sisters. See, I, that's the thing. I would have did it. Uh, if I had the opportunity, I would have approached him with all respect that is due the position. I would have honored the king. Oh, we don't see. I know we don't call him kings, but that's the one that's in charge right now. So I would have gave an honor because I'm a born again Christian, and the Word of God tells me that I'm supposed to honor these authorities that have rule over me. So I would have approached him very honorably. I would have approached him with respect. And I would have loved to have the opportunity. Mr. President, with all due respect, love you to bits and pieces. However, we need to get on God's side. See? We, we, we need to get on God's side. And I will tell you, Mr. President, if we get on His side, He's batting a thousand. We don't lose. But see, we're still, we, see, we're caught up. We're, we're, we're caught up. Give us Barabbas. Why? Because in this moment, Barabbas is looking good. I'm going to tell you why Barabbas is looking good. Because we have lack of faith. We're still living in the here and now. We're still living by what we can see. So now what? Watch. I've been praying to God. And you know, um, my race, uh, my nationality, my gender, my situation has been put down upon for so many years. And I'm going to... Stop it. Stop it. Because if you're born again, you're a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So now if you want to set back there in the old days, if you want to set way back yonder there, and you want to go ahead and accept that, then you're going to be subject to that. Oh, but you don't know, Pastor. This guy, man, he really has a heart for the th- And he's really going, man, he loves his people. And he's going to, or she loves it. And, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And this, Stop it. Stop it. Just give me Jesus. I don't need Barabbas. Barabbas may kick a few Roman butts, but he's going to end up dead in a grave, and that's it. The one that I love, the one who saved me, ended up dead so that I can be alive, and he came up out of that grave alive. And he defeated even death. Even death could not hold him. Hallelujah. So why in the world am I looking for somebody like Barabbas? Barabbas is only, he's only going to kill. He may rob a few things. Oh yeah, but see, he's robbing from the rich. Because you know them, because them rich, yeah, that's right. Uh Uh-oh now, I'm going to fight that devil. Because them rich, they don't deserve all that they got. Stop it. Who cares? Who cares? Let them be rich. All of us, rich, poor, black, white, Spanish, German, Italian, just name it. All of us are going to have to stand before him one day and give an account for everything that he's blessed us with, rich or poor. You know, and by whose, listen, by whose standard? God says I'm rich. Yeah, I know that, Tony, but you know, in the real world, you can't take that and go down to the, can you imagine going to Publix and when you go there to check out and say, uh, I don't have any cash, but God said I'm rich, so I'll see you later. <laughs> Who? What man? Oh, pastor, you see, but I don't... See, but that's, that's the problem. See, because, listen, if you're living after Barabbas, then you better make sure that you go ahead and have that snap card. And I'm not criticizing anybody that has, so please hear me. I am not criticizing anybody who is taking or receiving government help. I am not criticizing you. I pay taxes. We all 
participate in that. But here's what I would rather see us do as a family, as a congregation. We ought to be all ahead and doing what they did in the, in the, in the first chapter or the second chapter of Acts. We ought to be all ahead and, 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 and among each other. We don't need the Romans. We don't even need those evil church people that killed our Lord and Savior. We have each other. We can take care of each other. We can help each other out. See, but if you're dependent on Barabbas, yeah, he may slay a couple of Romans for you. But he's going to end up dead too. So, I don't know who you're going to... I I can't wait till this year is over. But it seems like the elections are always going on no matter what we're doing and it's all you got to hear and see all the time. And what they're saying... Do you see what it says? Let me go back. Uh, Hallelujah. Help me, Lord Jesus. Matthew 27, 20. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas. See, isn't that what's happening right now? Isn't that what's happening? We have everybody on every side. I don't care what color, what flavor you are. I don't care. I don't care if you're red, blue, purple... I don't care, Democrat, Republican, Independent. It doesn't matter. I don't care. And this is not political. So if you're hearing it politically, you're wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. See, because I don't care what politics, what your politics are. I don't care. That's not the point. My point is, as children of God, as His church, they can't persuade us. The persuasion that we should have is by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. So if we're listening to those things, well, see, Tony, that's just that's what uneducated people think. They just rely on the word, and you know, and you get you pastors and all. No. I'm not saying not to be educated. I'm not saying don't go to school, study hard. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying that it's not even worth looking into you know geopolitics or you know anything like that. But at the end of the day, listen. At the end of the day. That needs to line up with this. We can't try to make this line up with that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So what? Second Chronicles, we're all familiar with it. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This thing has been, this scripture is so important, but I'm afraid, my brothers and sisters, that it's quoted so much that we become a little bit numb to it. And I don't want that, especially among our congregation. Look, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves. he's, He's speaking to his people. He's speaking to us now. If my people will humble themselves. The problem, part of the problem is, my brothers and sisters, we don't want to humble ourselves. And I'm not talking about just to one another, but remember, I, th- I believe this, and I, I told you this, and I, if someone, I wish someone would correct me if I'm wrong. Remember in 1 John, it says that you may say that you love God, but if you don't love your brother, then you, you don't love God. Right? So here's what else I believe, along with that. Why? Because of the definition of love. I believe that we can't be humble before God if we're not humble before our brothers and sisters. I, 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 believe, I, I totally believe that. Why? Because that's a characteristic of love. Right? Love is not proud. Love is not puffed up. Love prefers others over itself. So, my brothers and sisters, if I, if, if I love God, I love my brother. If I don't love my brother, then I'm lying when I say I love God. Is that Scripture? Amen. First John. Now, so again, I want to say, humble yourselves. If my people are called by my name, 
what, what will humble themselves. Humble themselves. How can I say that I'm humble before the Lord if I don't walk in humility toward my brothers and sisters? Right? I, it, it can't happen. How in the world can I say, therefore, that I'm humble with my brothers and sisters when every time someone gives me a praise report, everybody, anytime someone tells me something, I've got to one-up them. If someone says the Lord's blessed them in this area, the Lord's revealed this to them, I've got to go ahead and give, well, no, here's what the Word says, or no, 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 to prove that I know more about the Word of God than them, or to prove that I have a better revelation than them, or to prove that God loves me more than them. Everybody already knows that. I was just testing to see if you were still listening. Because some of you look like you were sleeping. But listen to me, please. I've got, if, so, so watch. Am I truly humble before the Lord? If my people who are my name will humble themselves, well, the test would be, am I humble before my brothers and sisters? How about this one? Am I submissive to the authorities that are over me? Remember what we read back in Peter. You know, we have to be, listen, come on now, young people, it doesn't matter how wrong you think that teacher is, doesn't matter how much you don't like Pastor Tony, you need to be respectful. Your parents, you need to respect those, the, the parents that you have in your home. Period. You need to res- be respectful. How? Why? Well, because that's the proof that you're humble before God. And see, look, if they will humble myself and pray, and pray, and pray, we're going to be here tomorrow night, 645, we're going to pray, and pray. That's a major function. That's one of the main disciplines that Jesus showed us repeatedly and with vigor, showed us, pray, 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 and seek my face, and seek my face. Favor, I want, I want to be where you are, Lord. I want your sight to be on me. I, want you to, I, don't want, I don't want you to turn away from me because I'm being wicked. I don't want you to turn away from me because I'm doing bad things. Uh, God, I, I, want you to lo- I want your favor. I want when you look at me, because that means that I've got your favor. I want, I want your favor, God. I want your favor. <clears throat> and turn from their wicked ways. This is huge. Because remember what I said a little while ago, so many times and for so many years we've been down in pulpits asking Jesus to come into our lives. When I'm supposed to be giving up my life and joining his life. Turn from your wicked... I have to turn away from what I used to be. And, and some of us had a discussion, I think it was Wednesday or whatever, about the meaning of the word wicked. Was it twisted, right? So we, that's, that's the... If you look at that word, if you look in, and you do word studies, that's what it means. I mean, I, I got to get away from my twisted ways. My, you know, Tony was twisted before he met Jesus and Jesus is still trying to straighten Tony out. But I'm a little straighter than I used to be. Right? I'm a little straighter than I used to be. You know? And you are too. See, he's still, he's taking that and he's, he's, he's conforming us to his image. And I know that you still think I'm twisted serious. That's why you're laughing at me over there. But. Turn from my wicked ways. Turn from my ways. Turn from the ways that are not pleasing to him. Listen, here's it. Then. See, do this. Then. See? We want the then first. See, we want the dead first. Listen, I, I want you to forgive me and heal me. But I want you to forgive me and heal me right where I am right now. No. It doesn't work that way. God just gave us a, something very simple. And here's the beautiful part about this. Here's the beautiful part about this. Jesus Christ, when we go to him, and he gives us a dose of his Holy Spirit, 
we begin to understand what his word is. We can read his word now and have some understanding. He starts to, he starts to bless us down on the inside. And not only just do, now we can understand what the word says, but now he's starting to empower us to do what his word says. So now I, get, I start to do... And see, th- th- listen, Jesus is not waiting for me to be 100% perfect. I've got to be exactly like him before he'll, he'll hear me. No, he's saying, turn from your ways. Get on this... Get, listen, get on this path that I've laid before you. Stay on this path. Stop looking for Barabbas to be your Savior. Come on now, that was big. Stop looking at the Barabbases in your life. This one, he's standing up for us. She's standing up for us. He, that cause, this cause, the other cause, that one, this one, that one. Oh, that guy's evil. Oh, that one. Man, watch what comes out of your mouth, especially around people who you're supposed to be influencing positively. I guarantee you, if I want to know what's going on in your house, I get one of your kids, I'll know exactly what's going on in your house. Well. And I don't mean that. No, no, no. I don't mean that ugly. Listen to me. Listen. I don't mean that ugly, and I'm not only trying to be facetious. Come on now, listen. Hear me. We need to watch what we're confessing. We need to watch. Oh, man, did you hear what Pastor Tony said today? How are they going to listen to me if they know you're not listening to me? And if you don't want to listen to me and you don't want your kids to listen to me, go to another church. Don't waste your time. And I'm not being ugly. I want you to come here. Please come here. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, no, you know what I'm saying, my my brothers and sisters. Come on. I know I'm being a little bit facetious with this, and I don't mean that to be so flippant. Hear my heart. Hear my heart. So did I suddenly change the message? No. Not at all. We need to turn from our wicked ways. We need to follow Jesus, be on that path. Yeah, we're going to miss the mark here or there, but His Holy Spirit is in us, leading us, guiding us, and directing us. And so when we're in His Word and we have His Spirit in us, when we miss the mark, He corrects us because He loves us. It says that He loves, He corrects those who He loves. You're His kid. He loves you. He's going to correct you. This is the wonderful thing. Then I'm going to hear you from heaven. I'm going to forgive your sin and I'm going to heal your land. Listen, I believe in my heart the United States was raised up, especially in the early on, early on years, to carry the gospel worldwide. To fund missions and missionaries and to do that thing. I believe it and you're not going to, you, you will never, and I also believe the other reason why the United States of America was raised up, to be an instrument of God to protect Israel. I want us to pray. Pray for each other. When we go to God, let's acknowledge, God, I've messed up. And I've had some thoughts. I didn't act them out, but I had some thoughts that need to be corrected. I had some thoughts. You know what? Uh, When that person of another skin color opened their mouth, I was a little skeptical. Ooh, come on now. I don't look at everybody the same. Come on. Let's be real. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's about time that we get real. We get real. We give it all to God. We get real. God already knows, so we might as well go ahead and confess it, get it over with, and get Him to heal our hearts heal our church 
and heal our land. Amen? Anybody believe that with me? Yeah, stand with me, please. I'm sorry.